News 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Not the sounds of silence, but the sounds of Suzuki. That was part of the march yesterday that went through downtown Ottawa, creating traffic jams everywhere. Why were they slowing traffic? Why were they having city buses, your car idling on the Mackenzie King Bridge, on Elgin Street, on Wellington Street? Because of climate change, of course. Welcome to the show. I'm Brian Lillian for Lowell Green here with you for the next couple of hours. And I'm going to tell you a few stories about my trip down to see David Suzuki. He was one of the main attractions for what was supposed to be a grassroots rally in opposition to climate change. They want to fight climate change. They want 100% renewables. No more oil. They all came in on buses, by the way. But don't worry. David Suzuki says we're going to change all that. We're going to change all that. We're going to transform. But the climate crisis makes us see that we have to transform the way we live on this planet, our relationship with Mother Earth. And it goes right down to what do we eat? How do we move? Where do we live? The transformation in agriculture, in forestry, in fisheries, in cities, in industry, in transportation. I keep telling you, these talks in Paris are not so much about climate as they are about changing everything about society. And you heard it from Suzuki there. Transform. In fact, Dean, can we play that clip again? Listen to all the things he says we need to transform. Here's Suzuki. But the climate crisis makes us see that we have to transform the way we live on this planet, our relationship with Mother Earth. And it goes right down to what do we eat? How do we move? Where do we live? The transformation in agriculture, in forestry, in fisheries, in cities, in industry, in transportation. Change agriculture, change how we live, change how we move, change, change, change. Suzuki's not changing how he lives. The man with five kids and four homes flew into Ottawa to tell the rest of us, change the way you live. They flew in the mayor of a small town in Nunavut to give a speech at this rally. This goes back to what I was telling you about on Friday. Mentioned it briefly. Kathleen Wynne flying to Paris for the climate change talks. Not once, but twice. She left on Saturday. I think she comes back tomorrow. And then she goes back next weekend for another few days. On Friday after I left here, I went back to the bunker and I'm doing some work for the rebel. And I thought, wait a minute. What does this work out to? What kind of carbon footprint in a big red pump is Kathleen Wynne leaving on this planet? So I went to a website called offsetters.ca. If you, uh, if you worship at the altar of Suzuki and Gore and you want to buy a carbon credit offset, it's one of the places you can go. 
you can pay the Dane Geld of the climate change movement and feel better about yourself. Her carbon footprint just for the two trips to Paris is about 11 and a half tons of carbon, according, according to offsetters.ca. That's just for her, not for her whole entourage. 11 and a half tons. Well, what does that mean? Who the heck measures carbon, Lily? Give us something useful here. According to Canadian Geographic, the average Canadian emits nine tons of carbon a year. Nine tons of carbon. And the premier going to fight climate change is going to emit far more than that just for two flights, for herself alone. She's taking a big entourage with her. So Suzuki, Suzuki is doing the same, despite in the past having said several times that he will cut back on travel, or I remember him saying he wasn't going to be traveling at all, that he was going to do video conferences. Instead of doing that, he flies across the country. They bust in people from all over the place for this thing. And Suzuki's carbon footprint? Two tons. Two tons. So about a quarter, between 20% and a quarter of what the average Canadian emits in a whole year of getting to and from work, getting to and from school, heating their home, driving their car, taking vacations. He just did that. He did a quarter of that in one trip. But he wants you to change. Do you like listening to him? Do you, do you like what he has to say? 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility, or 1-800-580-2372. Do you believe Suzuki, or do you see that the emperor has no clothes? By the way, I want to play another little clip. As I said, these people came in from all over. Three-quarters of the signs were in French. Now, I know there's a lot of Francophones in Ottawa. I know Gatineau's just across the way. But when the organizers, and I've got them on, on uh, video saying this, they're proud of the fact that three-quarters of the signs are in French. That's not an Ottawa rally. Like I said, they bust in from all over. And listen to what those buses were doing while... The rally's going on and people are going, yay, climate change. This is what the buses are doing. <laughs> Idling buses. I saw one on Slater Street. It had the sign in the window and everything saying that this is a uh, an official bus of the... Uh, the 100 possible march. We found buses idling down at city center. Um, buses were idling for ages while people got on. Forget the anti-idling rule. The buses sat on Wellington Street and idled for a good half hour while people got on. But don't worry. It's all about fixing climate change. Right now, we're going to take a fix on the markets and business. And Michael Kane is at the business desk. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Some of the many, many dozens, dozens of buses idling, idling for quite a long time to pick up 
climate change protesters. They were there with David Suzuki. Now, this, this thing started at Ottawa City Hall, and there were speeches, and they were cheering. It was cheering. And then they marched up Elgin Street. They turned at the war memorial. They had, a, they had a minute of silence at the war memorial, and I thought, oh, touching. No, they had a moment of silence for victims of climate change. They didn't stop to honor the war dead at the war memorial. They stopped to honor victims of climate change. So then they went down by the U.S. Embassy. They turned around. They came back up onto Parliament Hill. Now, it was billed. I, I saw some of the coverage of this. It was billed as a huge protest. I've been covering Parliament Hill and protests up there for more than 10 years. In all that time, I have seen one rally that is bigger than the annual March for Life. And the annual March for Life is sometimes treated as a traffic note, sometimes treated as a non-story, sometimes ignored, sometimes it's just, oh, look, controversy, people talking about things we don't like in the media. But it's always downplayed. Yesterday, there were claims that it was 25,000 people on the Hill. They regularly claim the March for Life is five. I've got the video evidence, part of what I'll be showing on the rebel.media later today, the huge swaths of green grass that you cannot see in such large quantity when the March for Life is on. That's what you saw at the climate change march. I'm not saying it was small. I'm just saying it wasn't huge. Now, another quick point. The speech is down at Ottawa City Hall. The speeches end. Suzuki's the last speech, says we've got to transform everything. They start getting ready to march. Like a lot of other people in the media, I grabbed my camera and I, I went and tried to get footage of Suzuki. I tried asking him questions. One of his union thugs from the CSN and I'm assuming he's from the CSN because he was wearing all CSN gear. It's a Quebec construction union, if you don't know them, or they represent many areas. The uh, Syndicat National is what the SN stands for. Actually shoved me, blocked my camera. Now, I'm dealing with the shoulder injury right now. The pain shot straight up in my arm, and I've been on extra painkillers since this guy hit me yesterday. He was one person in front of Suzuki. Suzuki didn't say, hey, stop, leave the media alone. Suzuki didn't say, let him ask his questions. Suzuki just kept going on and going on. I kept following him. I kept asking the questions. I'll have that video up later today. But it's unreal. A man that wants us to question everything in terms of how we live our lives, transform everything, wants scientists unmuzzled, he kept saying, did not want to answer questions. They actually said to me, can you respect our privacy here? We want some privacy here. I said, you're in the middle of a street, a public street holding a rally, and you've blocked off the street. You have no privacy. They don't want to answer questions because they, the emperors have no clothes. Instead, instead, they're telling all of us to change our lives to continue to reduce our carbon footprint while they fly across the country or fly to Paris twice 
to tell us how to live. Do you believe them or do you think the emperor has no clothes? 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility or 1-800-580-2372. Do you know anyone that was at this supposed grassroots grassroots rally for climate change yesterday? Or were they all just astroturfed, bust-in climate activists? Gary in Carlingwood, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning, Brian. Morning. I am just so fed up with this don't do as I do, do as I say, these green hypocrite people and Suzuki, I got no use for the guy, period. And I, just like you, I don't believe there's 25,000 down there. I, I, I wasn't there, but I saw the pictures today in the paper, and I don't believe it. So I'd like to say... Organizers were hoping for five to 7,000. Okay. Did they get that? Quite possibly. So okay. it's not a small rally. Mm-hmm. But I've, as I said, nowhere near the March for Life, which is ignored or downplayed. And the only rally I've ever seen bigger than the March for Life was, uh, remember about, it's almost 10 years ago now, the Tamils holding nonstop protests. Yes, I remember that they, very well. They had one big special day, mm-hmm. and I've never seen the hill so full in my life. That's right. Yeah. So, but it, it wasn't as big as they claimed, Gary. Could I mention two things here? Sure. For, I hope it might do good for some of these green people out there if they read these stories, columns. First one is by Lori Goldstein in the Sun newspaper today. It's called Obama's Climate Scam Backed by Canada. I wish they would read that and maybe some common sense would sink in. It's a great, great column. Also, another story column by Dylan Hillier Pulling the jets out, a mistake. It's about a Canadian fighter battling ISIS, saw mm-hmm. success of airstrikes. So Canadian could, Air Force veteran? Yes. Who, Randy Hill, your son, who went over to fight. Bo- both good columns. Where do you see that one? Uh, where do I see it? It's, yeah. in, it's in the sun. In the sun as well. Yeah, they're both, yeah. Okay, check them out. Lori Goldstein, always a sensible man. Gary, yes. thanks for the call. Thank you. Mike in Ottawa. Mike, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Yeah, it's uh, this. Uh, I I heard about the two hundred and fifty or two uh, two point five billion dollars he's going to be giving to some special fund for the environment. Uh, and I just thought to myself, how much social housing and everything else could that build? You know, this is insane. What's going on right now? The waste of money and everything else that 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 could go towards making people's lives better. It's just it's just insane. Well, we're told we can't retrofit a ship for the navy because it's going to cost too much. Uh, we're told that we can't buy fighter jets; it's going to cost too much. But we're what we're going to fund everybody else's problems. I know this. This is insane. It's like uh, these people. And what does Suzuki mean by changing agriculture? You mean go back to the uh, well, the, the, the Middle Ages? When... I, I can tell you, yes, he has praised Cuban agriculture, where they don't have enough ability, enough uh, growth output from their farms to feed their own people. They use pre-industrial type, you know, a, a horse and a and a plow. Is that what he wants us to go back to? Absolutely. So basically what, he, what these people are, are preaching is uh, mass extinction of the human race because uh, 
hundreds of millions of people would starve to death if it wasn't for the modern agriculture we have today. And that's fish farming and everything else, which I understand that the environmentalists are having a problem with. And uh, nuclear power, which uh, there's more forests over in Europe than there's been since the since the, the Middle Ages because of uh, nuclear power and people leaving leaving their farms and everything else. So this, uh, you know, this this is got oh, it's a religion. I don't know how it, you can. Uh, be it a religion. It, it, it is. It is dogma, and uh, and that's the problem. Mike, we got to leave it there. Back uh, with more of your calls after this. I'm Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. The sound of buses idling to pick up climate change activists and protesters. Why do I keep playing that? Is it such a big deal that the buses are idling? Well, it's a big deal to them that any of us idle our cars. It's a big deal to them that any of us go to a drive through It's a big deal to them that any of us drive, period. And yet, for half an hour as they're being picked up, for the time that they were off protesting and marching, their buses are idling, just like Tom Mulcair's did, just like Justin Trudeau's car did. And all these people tell us, you've got to change. If they actually believed what they said, they would be saying, turn the buses off. I told you last week, I, I spoke to a, a driver who used to work, keyword, used to work in the oil patch up at Fort McMurray in Alberta. Met him in September when I went out to Calgary for the the Globe debate. And there's all this talk about climate change, climate change. we got to have a carbon tax. And these guys are saying, we're out of work. We're out of work. But what did they tell me as we were talking about Tom Mulcair's bus idling for hours outside of the, the Globe debate? That if they're stopped... Can't remember if it's 30 seconds or a minute. It's not even the three-minute idling rule. 30 seconds or a minute. If they're going to be stopped for longer than that, got to turn off the car. Got to turn off the truck. Shut down the engine. Why? No idling. But if you're a climate change activist, eh, you know, you call for other people to do stuff, but you don't necessarily do it yourself. And if Kathleen Wynne and David Suzuki actually believe what they said, David Suzuki would have sent a video message from Vancouver. He wouldn't have gotten his creaky old butt onto a plane. He wouldn't have brought his lawn shock of gray hippie hair to Ottawa to tell us all how to change our lives. He would have just sent a video message. If he believes what he says, that this spewing of carbon is killing the planet, he wouldn't have traveled as much as he has over the last several years. It simply would not have happened. And Kathleen Wynne, if she believed what she said, would not actually be flying not not once, but twice to Paris. Meanwhile, we've got grand plans for a new carbon tax. Justin Trudeau asked about that this morning. 
as I said when we sat down uh, for the first uh, first minister's meeting in, in many many years uh, and talked about this issue, uh, we come from different provinces. Well, they come from different provinces with different perspectives, uh, but there is a singular uh, united goal, which is uh, to build a strong future for uh, our economy uh, in a way that enhances and protects our environment, that meets our global. Uh, challenge of climate change uh, and does so in a way that reflects the varying geographies and challenges uh, of our entire country. Uh, Canada knows uh, that uh, there are multiple solutions and multiple pathways, uh, that it's not just uh, a problem that we have to take different avenues to get to where we want to go. It's actually an advantage because we know uh, that countries around the world and populations around the world are facing tremendously varied challenges. And for Canada to be uh, a place uh, that respects, reflects, and helps uh, with a broad variety of approaches uh, is something that is going to be to our advantage uh, as we engage uh, in serious action on uh, this extraordinarily pressing issue of our time. What the heck was that? What the heck did he even say there? He just talked about how we have different needs and different ways to get to what we need and what we need. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. And these people don't believe what they say when they claim that they're fighting to change everything on climate change. What do you think? 521-TALK, 521-8255. Do, do, do their actions match their words, or do they show that the emperors have no clothes? Bridget in Barhaven. Bridget, you're on the Lowell Green Show yeah. with Brian Good Lilly. Good morning. Uh, he had a big conference in Los Angeles a couple of years ago, and he had two buses idling for over three and a half hours. My oh, Suzuk? Yep. Oh, and my wonderful. girlfriend took pictures of that because her idle daughter from university was in the conference. That's why we were there. We were shopping, <laughs> but she was in there. So when her daughter came out, and after supper, she put them on the computer, and she said, here. She said, there you go. Now you still believe that? You're in there listening to him, and we let you go? And here's what he's doing out there, you know? Like I said, you know, the, you work in the oil patch, the big, dirty oil industry that they want shut down. And they said that several times yesterday. Those yeah. guys don't idle their vehicles. That's true, too. Well, we have a law here, too. And, and you know that he has quite a few houses. They, uh, so what's, uh, he didn't four write a four houses and five children. Yes. And, and uh, what's the other thing I was going to mention? Oh, yeah, you know, quite a few countries have opted out of this stuff. Eh? Spain and a few other. Maybe we should talk about them, why they opted out, because it's too expensive. It, it, you mean in, in terms of solar and such? Uh, yes. Spain's uh, biggest green energy and all that stuff. They just found it too expensive. It, well, it helped cripple their economy. That's right. So maybe we should focus on that. And let's say you're saying this. We're already in the, almost in the toilet with our economy. It's slowing down. You want to, you know, and if they really want to see about old day farming, turn to Channel 2, you know, TV Ontario. They have a program. Um, you'll have to look it up, but I, I watch it. I like it because it's like the way they did it, like in the. 1400s, 1500s, and they show you, show you, they really rebuild the village the mm -hmm. way it was way back then. Yeah, that's so how that's we're, that's how how we're going to be living. Yeah, well, that's why what I'm mentioning it, because they lived like candlelight, and they had early hours, early to bed, very hard life. <laughs> well, you're going to be living it soon, Bridget. Yeah. Out okay, in Barhaven. Thanks a lot. 
Bye-bye. Mike in Manatech, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Are, are you ready to give up lighting? No, not so much. Okay. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. You know, listening to our illustrious prime minister, I've never heard such a bunch of gobbledygook and doublespeak. It's just incredible. And these hypocrites is unreal. How many people, I was trying to find out yesterday, how many people from Canada are going on this little European vacation? Because, well, you know, all the premiers are going. Well, then they're probably a bunch of their staff, and the premier's going, and his environment minister is going, and Butts is going, and all There's these other There's 50,000 people there. It's ridiculous. Like I say, this is going to make this is going to make a $16 orange juice look like a free <laughs> continental breakfast by the time they're done. Oh, and, I like the reference. And it, it, it's crazy, like, and, and all for on all for not because when you heard him talking, you can't give definitive reason really what what they think they're going to accomplish by all this. And whenever you get com- countries like India and China and and all these others that won't sign on to any kind of an accord because they're not going to ruin their economy. And but in India, about- India has told. Trudeau off. I mean, um, Prime Minister Modi canceled a meeting with him. Of course, because they're not going to have anything to do with this. You know, they've got a billion people over there. They're trying to they're, they're trying to bring their economy out of the dark ages, and these bunch of twits here want to put us back that way. Well, do do you do you think that they truly believe what they're saying when their actions so clearly do not match their words? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And when you get the mayor of of Montreal, who's going to this thing as well, dumping billions of liters of raw sewage into the St. Lawrence River, because, well, that's okay. And then they turn around. I also saw this morning where they're paying, the city of Montreal is paying some former deputy minister $110,000 for three months' three months' work. To, to help with this refugees, uh, you know, refugees in Montreal. Denny, I know you can pick up CFRA. Maybe some of your people are listening. You know better than this, Denny. Come on, smarten up. Mike, thanks but, for the call. No problem. Bye. All right. I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell you Green. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green, straight to the phone lines. Lil in Ottawa. You're on the Lowell Green Show. Hello. Uh, Lil? Yes. Hi, you're on the show. Yes. Uh, how are you, Ben? I'm well. What's up? Uh, well, I have applied for a, a um, passport, mm-hmm. and they found what I, that my passport has exceeded the expiry date. I didn't know that expiry date had had. Uh, um, a date that you have to reapply. Okay. But I filled in everything. So and they told me to go down and uh, to the Ontario um, at Westgate, the Ontario uh, government, and apply for a uh, ID card. Guess what? What? I was turned down there too because I didn't have a passport. <laughs> so you need an ID card to get a passport, and a passport to get an ID card. That's right. So the only government works this way. Oh yeah. I I've got a I've got a a hint for you. Okay. It might cost you some money because you'll need to travel on a fake passport. 
Yeah. But if you can get to Amman, Jordan, Lil. Amman, Jordan? Yeah, you go to Jordan. Yes. And then you come back with the refugees. Okay. And, and you'll be admitted right away. You'll become uh, a permanent resident right away. You you know, you already are, but, you know, it'll it'll be faster than what you're going to have to go yeah. through, I think. Well, you know, I lived here 60, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, almost man. 60 years in Canada. I have my Canadian citizenship that was a green paper under the, the uh, government at the time with mm-hmm. the signature. They will not accept it. They won't. They won't take your citizenship papers. No. Okay, seriously, we need to find you a a human smuggler to get you to Jordan <laughs> into a refugee camp so that you can come back. Well, it will be faster, and you'll get you'll get a great adventure out of it as well. That's right. Well, okay. I think I am exiled in Canada. I can't go to the United States, and I cannot go to Europe to visit my family. And there you are. I don't know uh, how to go about it. Best, best of luck getting this fixed. Um, I'd call your MP. Not, not a lot I can do for you other than help you laugh at it, because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Thanks for the call, Lil. You're welcome. Bob. All right. Hear that sound, folks? That's the Advil bottle I'm nursing because of David Suzuki's union henchman from the CSN hitting me yesterday. Okay, hitting it makes it sound like they punched me. They shoved me. They shoved me hard, blocked my camera. This is how David Suzuki treats media. Especially, well, this is how David Suzuki treats media that will actually ask him a question other than singing from the hymn book. How great thou art. If you're not singing that, they got a union guy that's going to come over, a big burly guy and a CSN toque. He's going to shove you around, block your camera, tell you you're not allowed to ask questions. You're not real media. That's how they handle things. They don't like being asked questions. My question to you is, if these guys truly believed what they're trying to sell you, would they be flying across the country and around the world to tell you and sell you on their message? David Suzuki could have just sent a video message. The mayor from Nunavut, whose name escapes me, could have just sent a video message. They didn't do that. They're flying in all over the place. They've got buses idling all over the place. The emperors have no clothes. David, in Ottawa, you're on the Low Green Show. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Brian, uh, how should I put this? You know, if, if this movement was to clean up the earth, in other words, stop dumping raw sewage, that kind of thing, I think the CFRA nation would be totally behind it. You know, thanks for pointing that out, David, because people will often say, oh, you don't, you don't agree with us on this, so you, you want a dirty planet. Now, I, no, don't, I no. don't know anyone that wants a dirty planet, and I do no. an awful lot to reduce my impact on the yeah. planet. And there's a lot of things the automo- automotive industry have done to correct the pollution and will continue to do so. But, you know, this, this climate change thing starting to look good on us because the country's liberal ottawa's ottawa's liberal other than the cfra nation and i you know i've been asking people i've been sort of getting into a little bit of trouble uh, nearly came to fisticuffs with one guy because i i asked them do you, i haven't met one individual that has voted liberal not one oh i bet i, I, with, I bet you know more than you think you do oh i know who they are i know because the, the ones i've asked don't talk to me anymore anyway. But anyway, here's the thing that 
that this this movement is all on us. It's on the unions. It's on the media. I mean, other than the few exceptions in CFRA, the media are in love with this new theme song. And the unions are actually starting to run ads against Win, which they they spent all kinds of money to get her there. Now they're they, spending they spent, money to get rid of her. They spent more money to get her elected. Than she did. Than she did. Exactly. And now they're starting to spend a, a few nickels and dimes to, to show her for what she is. But it's a little late. It so is. So the people I know, I... I have breakfast on Wednesday morning with about 25 guys, and lots of them run a little business. You know they're going underground? You know what the underground economy is going to become in this country? We're going to be like Greece. And how about the fact that he's not going to renew our ships now? He has money to give away to foreign countries, but he won't. You know, it got so bad with with Cretchen that we didn't have bullets for our guns. Yeah, well, and just like Cretchen... These guys are saying don't wear your uniforms. David, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Anne in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show. This this whole thing, I don't I don't get why they're still calling it global warming. That was proven to be a hoax that it, that the, they had uh, left out some data points to to point to it. And I'm, well, I well, mean, they did change it to climate change, Anne, but then they keep saying, well, but it's all about the Earth warming by two degrees. But then when you point out that, you know, the data points you're talking about or the, the pause since 98, then they say, oh, but it's not global warming, it's climate change. And we have to stop the earth from warming. But, I mean, okay, I'm a logical person, okay, I have a math background. Now, when I look at the fact that less than 5% of any carbon that's emitted on this planet comes from anything humans are doing, how can you possibly do anything to change that? Because you'd have to go back to, like, bearskin rugs and caves and burning. Yeah, who knows? You can't even burn a fire, probably. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I cannot believe how many stupid idiots believe this is true. And, and I, you know, I heard a few other people calling. What's really peeing me off right now is that all this money that he's giving away, why isn't he giving, if he has money to throw away, why isn't he giving it to people that have contributed to the tax base of this country their whole lives? Why, 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 and are, they, why, 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 why are you being so, so Canadian-centric? Oh, my God. We're global citizens, Anne. Oh, you know what? This guy reminds me of uh, Junior, who's... Uh, got daddy's credit card for the weekend and he's just blowing it and buying new stereos for all his friends or something <laughs> I, i'm sick of this garbage and, and they are the biggest hypocrites you're absolutely right and if al gore thinks sea levels rising why did he buy a condo by the water in san francisco Would condo you know? yeah that place is huge it's a mansion yeah. Yeah, I mean, there you go. They're like they're all they're, this is about. It's green, all right. It's but they're making money off it, and so the, they want to keep this stupid hoax going as long as they can and milk it for every penny they can. Thanks a lot, Anne. Okay, bye. Oh, green. David Suzuki's uh, making lots of green off of this. I'll tell you more about his union guys uh, and how they don't like questions, how they shove media around uh, after the top of the hour. But Suzuki, at his speech, actually said, I'm not here speaking for any organization, just myself. He was wearing a David Suzuki Foundation shirt. It said so on the front and the back while he made a very political speech as a represent representative of a charity. 
Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lilly doing a little bit of chair dancing. Let's just keep that music going there. Yeah, a little bit of chair dancing as the drums go. The David Suzuki climate change protest yesterday. Suzuki flying in from, well, flew in from Vancouver. Honestly, guy flew in from Vancouver to tell us to change our ways. I want to play you the clip of Suzuki talking again, though. This is, to me one of the most interesting parts of his speech where he he really lays out that this is about more than his big-butted carbon footprint flying all over the place. It's about more than driving less. It is about transforming everything. But the climate crisis makes us see that we have to transform the way we live on this planet, our relationship with Mother Earth. And it goes right down to what do we eat, how do we move, where do we live. The transformation in agriculture, in forestry, in fisheries, in cities, in industry, in transportation. Donate now so Suzuki can continue flying across the country. I mentioned to you earlier that um, I'm on a bit of painkillers here, my little Advil bottle. Uh, trying to deal with the fact that uh, my shoulder hurts more. Already injured, and then Suzuki's henchman from the CSN, one of the big unions in Quebec, shoved me and my camera. They know I'm media, and yet they shoved me. Now, in case you think I'm crazy, I want to bring on Guy Annabel. Guy was at the event yesterday, walking a bit behind me, and saw the whole thing play out. Guy, you're on the Low Green Show. Hi, good morning, Brian. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I would also like to make some comments on Suzuki's speech well, after the, we get that. But let's yeah, go to sure. Let's let's talk about the yeah. okay the, the shove. Well, I just let me give you from almost a police perspective what happened to you yesterday. You stood in front of a person and you asked him a question three times, and three times you were rolled over by three union dressed as security guard people, when you asked David Suzuki to ask some questions very politely at start. Then he hit you with his hand. Oh, then, uh, I, let, the then I let Swaina blue tirade. Well, you see, I was filming, Brian, so I didn't see the whole thing. I've got the video and the sound on mine. Uh, yeah, I cursed. Well, I cursed loudly, but... Yeah, I'm. I'm also feeling pain shoot up into my shoulder. So yeah, well, and, and you don't you don't shove the media's cameras when you're a guy like Suzuki or his union thugs. Yeah, but that's just it. You weren't dealing with a security person or a police person. You were dealing with a union thug. That's why you got pushed out of the way and manhandled. A policeman wouldn't have done that, or a security person wouldn't have done that. That no. was a union representative dressed up in a neon green coat or whatever. Yeah. Now, the speech. I took three things from that speech, very, and I watch the crowd when people speak. I really, really think it's an interesting uh, experience. That speech to me was almost delusional in his references to Japan attacking Pearl Harbor in 1941, 
When he said that, I looked around, and almost everybody in the crowd who was with somebody looked at each other and went, did the face palm? What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> did you see that? No, I didn't when see that. that. I was focusing on it. When is it going to be up on the Rebel? When is it going to be um, up on the Rebel? That'll, that'll likely be later today as well. Okay. but Just, just in the middle action, of going through go ahead, an awful sorry. lot of material. Go ahead. Yeah, I know you are. Um, but, yeah, with regards to the whole day, he didn't march. He left right at Elgin Street, 50 paces off his uh, stage. So we all were looking for him at the front of the uh, drapes, uh, the banners. He stood there for the photo op with the... Uh, did you see that boom truck that was hired for the event? Mm-hmm. That was quite something. Um, what do you think it costs in police resources, Brian, to, to put on a, uh, an event like that? And what do you think the organizers had to pay OPS to cover all that uh, infrastructure? Uh, <coughs> I, I, don't, call it? I don't know yet, but we'll find out soon. You enough. are? You're going to find the, out? The, I'd be very interested the, to see that. I mean, the, the fact is we're not going to hold uh, Ottawa Police Service no, or the no, city responsible for this. I couldn't believe the amount of them. Yeah, but, I, I mean, it's what they have to do for any absolutely, big, big event. Absolutely, and it's, 100%. Now that they can't cart anybody, I guess we need poor people on the street because they can't even ask somebody a question. We've handcuffed them yeah. with that. Yes, or Nakvi, thank you very much. Anyways, that's a whole other story. All right, Guy, uh, just quickly, I know you wanted to make a point on the buses. Uh, give me your quick point on the buses before we go. Well, we did a little bit of research uh, on the buses, Brian, and went to Tuddy's Pasture, went to the city center, and approximately 80% of them were from Quebec. Uh, There was five or six buses that may have been from Ontario. Um, The people uh, and the there was the union, there was the CSN, the FTQ, and the CLC logos in the front of some of the buses. So uh, this obviously was organized by the unions, and the unions yeah. were responsible for and their buses in the specific areas. Two, you know, one from Laval, South Shore. I saw all that in the front of the buses. So uh, what, numbering one of, in about fifty-five. One of the guys that tried to shut me down from asking Suzuki questions and said, uh, "Can you can you respect our privacy as we take over a public street?" Uh, before he realized I wanted to ask questions, I, I'm, I'm just filming him and Suzuki talking, and he said, very proudly, three-quarters of the signs are in French. Now, if this were a, an actual Ottawa protest, yeah, there, there'd be a good number of signs in French, but it wouldn't be three-quarters. might be a quarter. wouldn't be three-quarters. And the reason it was three-quarters is these were not local Ottawans coming out to rally this was a bust-in protest. Guy, we got to leave it there. Brian, Thanks for the call. it's clear that the Laurentians elites have finally got back their country and they have the union in <laughs> front of them to do it. Thank, thank you very much thank for all you. the work you do. Was home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. And proof that they believe in climate change. Buses idling. Buses idling to take them hours and hours. They didn't go to a Montreal protest. There was a similar protest in Montreal. Why didn't they go there? Oh, I know, because they needed the bodies here and they knew they couldn't get that many out. But don't worry, the buses idled while they marched. And they idled while they picked them up. And they idled and idled and spewed lots of carbon. George, in Arn Pryor, you're on the Lowell Green Show. You, you study economics, eh? A little bit. Okay. If you look at this year's stuff that Suzuki's talking about, it takes about between 25 and 50 years of other people's money to pay for all this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're using other people's money, it takes between 10 and 25 years to go bankrupt. <laughs> 
So in other words, just, before you get to your, your utopia, you're bankrupt. Well, that, that could happen, and I think Ontario is no, headed. Already happening. Ontario's headed in that direction. That's for it's sure. There. It's all, uh, you wait and see what the, this Christmas is going to be like. The only way they're going to get any Christmas is Trudeau's going to spend all that money. He's already spent it all, and he's promised to give more away. No, he's already spent the, at least uh, five billion before he even opened his mouth, and he's got ten more billion to go. Mm. You know, lots of fun. Yeah. What do you, do you oh, think? Do you think that these guys believe what they're selling us when they they say we've got to transform everything and you have to change yeah, your way yeah, of life yeah. so that I can fly around the world? Yeah, but the interesting thing I noticed, you know, when we're talking about giving uh, the Canadian Army had no bullets. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a pretty bad day when a student coming out of a, an education system in Ontario can't make their own gunpowder. You know, they should be able to do that. Well, I couldn't do that. You, you don't know how to make gunpowder. No, no, never looked it up, never wanted to find out. 75%, I think, uh, potassium nitrate, 13% carbon, no, charcoal, another 12%, I think, uh, sulfur or something. And you, you grind it all down, you mix it all together, make your own bullets. Well, <laughs> I, I, I know guys that do that, uh, yeah. but that's because they're serious target shooters. George, thanks for the call. Okay, bye. Paul in Brockville, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Uh, good morning. <laughs> Catherine Wynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she made a statement last... Uh, I guess last week, and I just happened to catch some of it. Uh, she says uh, going, they want to reduce the CO from carbs, from cars, mm-hmm. and uh, natural gas. They want to reduce because of the uh, of the uh, greenhouse gases from it. And she says that we will all be using electricity to heat our houses. I don't know if you heard that statement. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, well, no, not that we should be using electricity. She says, "Yes, we will be using electric. We'll be using electric cars and electric heat and electric heat." I can't afford electric heat. I can't even afford it now. <laughs> that's but <laughs> that's insane. Okay, I'm going to go look for that in the the next break, Paul. Uh, Dole and uh, Suzuki are making and uh, killing all and all of this stuff. I come from up north. I work for a nickel company that burns off a lot of carbon monoxide. Yeah. Okay, and that's in their process. So if they and they use natural gas, if they can't use the natural gas and they can't be burning off this excess, well, she's not going to get rid of natural gas completely. Well. She's, this was her. Uh, this was one of her statements. And uh, hey, people don't realize when they vote these people in what they can do, and you can't do anything if they've got the goddamn majority. Well, that's because most MPs forget what their real job is, and their real job is to uh, be a check on the government, regardless of who the government is. Uh, so even if you are a member of that party, they start doing silly things, you're supposed to pull the purse strings and make them smarten up. But MPs don't do that anymore. They only vote along party lines. Exactly, and they're in there for their own pockets. All right. Paul, thanks for the call. Have a good day. Paul, or Bill, Bill in CARP. You're on the Little Green Show with Brian Lilly. Morning, Brian. Morning. You're a smart guy, and I know that you're a, a journalist with integrity, so perhaps you can help me understand this. I'm 62. Mm-hmm. I live on a income of $800 a month, okay. and I'm grateful for that. Okay. Now, in The Citizen, they had a write-up about carbon taxes. If they're going to reward the companies that are the worst offenders... Well, they're going to get free um, free emissions, yeah. 
So how does that help me? I've got to pay for the oil truck to come out here and put oil in my tank. Now I'm going to have to pay for the fuel to get it here. Yeah. And I'm You're... pretty sure the trucking industry supplies most of our food. Are they going to get incentives? Am I, as a resident, going to get an incentive or some kind of check from my friend <sighs> Catherine? You know, I... She she's not going the uh, for Ontario. She's not going the direct route. She appears to be headed in the cap and trade route, and that is, it, it's like a hidden tax. Hate the GST though we might. At least we know it's there, right? Um, hidden taxes. You don't know that they're there, and you just see everything go up in price. And you know, it's like these eco fees. The eco fees. If you buy a television or anything electronic, right now it's on the receipt. They want to hide it going forward because they don't want you to see that you're being taxed. Same thing with her plan on cap and trade. You're going to pay more because of government actions, and yes, you're going to pay more. The companies are just going to pass on the cost, as as they do, and as you and I would if we were charging someone, but we're all going to pay more, thanks to Kathleen, as you call her. But if she's going to give them money to help them uh, work with this policy... And isn't this like double dipping? Aren't they going to make a more of a profit off of <laughs> me as a consumer? On top of which, they're going yeah. to get a nice check, and they're doing oh, nothing. Well, to yeah, help. if they're getting the rebates, and yeah, maybe, maybe it's uh, crony capitalism at its best, perhaps. Well, maybe that's why I didn't see a lot of homeless people out there with Suzuki because they can't afford to be out there. But wouldn't climate change benefit them the most? It'd be better to sleep outside if it was warmer. Yeah, well, it's not getting warmer. Uh, it's getting colder. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Gloria in Ottawa. Gloria, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hello, Brian Lilly. Uh, well, I'll tell you something. You know, the only reason that Suzuki flew into Ottawa and polluted the air at the same time. Spewing was... carbon pollution! Exactly. Carbon, you know, it's... it's uh, it's uh, so so false what he's doing. Well, he he just wanted to get this gullible crowd to donate to him so they could put more money in his pocket so he could fly off somewhere else, paid by the donations, and pollute the air again. <laughs> and Al Gore, when he left office, he had $2 million. He is now worth half a billion or close to it, thanks to his flock of gullible uh, eco nuts donating money to him, and we here in Canada we've got a gullible liberal leader in office who throws our tax money around like it was confetti. Hey, you want some money? No problem. We'll uh, just tax, uh, tax, tax the taxpayers higher and higher. Yeah, Gloria, and, they warned us that they would do all this. Oh, I know that they and, warned and us, and people still voted for them. They. They have absolutely no sense. They, they only heard the few things that they wanted to hear. They are as gullible as, and naive as, as, as anyone I've ever heard about. And the thing is, Trudeau will not quote any U.N. science-based facts about Canada's carbon output, which is only 1.6% of the world's total. That would only reveal that Trudeau's climate change scare tactics are as false as he, he is. And his, <laughs> and his fellow party liberals are out repeating the same false story as Trudeau, like a good uh, flock of trained parrots, because that's all they are. Gloria, thanks for the call. Thank you. Welcome your calls on all of this. Do you believe David Suzuki and Kathleen Wynne actually believe what they say? 
They're t- I'll bring you more Suzuki audio after the break, but they're telling us that we have to change everything. They change nothing. They live the luxury jet-setting lifestyle paid for by you and me, be it in our taxes, our donations, or our tax breaks to the David Suzuki Foundation. But we're going to pay for all of this. They live, lead the jet-setting lifestyle and tell us to change. Their actions, their words, they don't match. I'm Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green here with you for the remainder of the show. Here on the island of sanity, as we try and bring some sanity to the issue of climate change. And I want to reiterate, it's not that I want pollution. It's not that I want um, dirty air or soil or anything like that, which is what they claim when they, they hear that you don't completely agree with them on something. It's that these people tell us if we do not change now, the world will die. And then they carry on carrying on their jet-setting ways. It doesn't make sense, and it shows they don't believe what they say. Andrew in Cumberland, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Good morning, Brian. Hopefully your shoulder will get better soon. Well, hopefully, you know, create... nothing Advil and some physiotherapy won't, yeah. won't hurt. Uh, at your own expense, no doubt. Well, uh, it was it was injured before. Urgency. I want to make that clear. It just hurt more when they hit it. Yeah, they they do put it in, but they understand how to do that. Um, hopefully, I have been reading a, a believer, David Axelrod's book. Okay, and I'm noticing how they create the sense of urgency. And I was kind of wondering. I'd read Bylaw two thousand two sixty six, paragraphs uh, two and three. I'm wondering. How many tickets did the bylaw officers give these idling private vehicles after they went beyond the three-minute uh, uh, idling rule? You know, they all went well beyond the three-minute idling rule. But that's okay, Andrew. That's okay because they're there for climate change, don't you? That's true. They're putting carbon in the air. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're there for climate change. They're against climate change. So what they do doesn't matter. That's very important. Very, very I'm so glad you cleared that up to me. It's how you I'm feel. It, 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 Andrew, it's not what you do. It's how you feel. Yeah, it's what you say. It, it, it's, it's like the old Saturday Night Live skit with Billy Crystal imitating Fernando. It's not how you feel. It's how you rock. Well, yeah. they, they just have to feel the right way about climate change, and everything is good. Yeah, so 50, an entourage of 50,000 people, that's <laughs> not, they're leaving no carbon footprint. Uh, they're all doing the right thing. Kathleen Wynne is not leaving a giant red pump carbon footprint on her way to Paris. Not at all. She, you know, sure, it's more than the average Canadian emits of carbon in an entire year, but that's fine. She believes in climate change. But it's well-spent carbon because we're shaping the future generations the way they think. Maybe that's it. That's <laughs> Thanks all for the call, Andrew. Proper shaping. Bye. Thanks for the call. Nicola, you're on the Little Green Show with B-Lil. Hi. Yeah, well, just briefly, I want to say the crony capitalism, like crony socialism. <laughs> you know, I, I, I call it that because people think, well, it's private business, so it's got to be capitalist. Not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily. It's just 
they're out there to make money for themselves, and so are politicians. And when they start getting together, it, it tends not to be good for any of us. <laughs> well, what I don't get is that most of these people are also, uh, you know, they're, they don't see the menace of radical Islam. And, and I'm just wondering, you know, well, you know, if there's a dirty bomb in a, in a New York or something, can you imagine what happens to the environment? They don't seem to be worried about that, and they don't seem to worry about the, the, the nuclear bomb in the hands of Iran, you know? No. No, that's that. That's not a worry. ISIS no. is not a worry. <laughs> Climate change is the biggest threat facing everyone. Yeah, not not Iran that. with a bomb. Not a bunch of guys that believe <laughs> they can hurry on the return of the twelfth Imam and 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 bring about uh, the apocalypse, and that that will take them to their nirvana. Not yeah, those right. guys getting a nuclear bomb. And what's with the bomb? He didn't want a bomb. Uh, the ISIS oil wells because uh, it would hurt the environment. Whoa. Yeah, these guys will light oil wells on fire before they give them up, but don't worry about it. <laughs> it is craziness. Anyway, yeah, Thanks for the call. Uh, puzzling. All right, Kate in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Hi, good morning, Brian. Morning. Uh, I was calling, um, I'm not sure if you talked about it earlier this morning, I, I didn't uh, listen earlier, but in regards to the Curdy family who are now coming to Canada, mm-hmm. um, I see that the Liberals are now... Um, um, benefiting and giving Ms. Curdy and uh, her brothers, um, you know, for lying about actually what happened uh, to her nephew, which is, you know, very, very sad what happened to them. It's tragic, boy. but it, it, it wasn't Canada's fault. We had nothing to do with the family. We didn't know they existed. Exactly. And, um, you know, his application was rejected because it was not uh, complete. Well, and I'm ho- wondering. Ho- hold on, hold on, Kate. The the brother whose application was rejected lived in a refugee camp in Germany. Correct. And uh, Alan Curdy's father was living in a refugee camp, I believe, in Turkey. Uh, I'm not but sure. But he, I, I he was in a refugee camp. Neither one of them were in danger. Mm-hmm. It was the brother in Germany that applied to come to Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's the application that was rejected. I just want to make sure that we don't start being like Finn Donnelly of the NDP <laughs> and spreading falsehoods. Yeah, uh, there's there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on that about, too. His application was rejected, but now he's coming uh, because it was not complete. Mm-hmm. So um, when when I get an application in my line of work, if it's not complete, I don't even go and start processing the application. I say, here you go. you got to... Uh, submit a a full application before I even process it. Now, according to uh, Friday's reports, he's coming on the first wave of the the refugees here. And I'm wondering when he submitted his application and how fast are they processing it at that point that, you know, they've cleared him. My other concern is um, the the sister here in, in Canada, she sent $10,000 over to her other brother, whose son tragically died. Um, and I'm wondering, um, there, there was reports, and there, it's not clear, that he was actually the captain of that ship, and he was the human he was smuggling. There were people on the boat that, that said that, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't want a human smuggler in my country. Uh, and supposedly he's now going to be coming as well. He, he's coming as well. And yeah. I mean, there was a lot of strange things about the whole Curdy thing, uh-huh. including people on the boat saying he was the one in the, that was the captain. 
Uh, yes, he brought his family, but he was charging people to uh, to get on the boat. And, and then that he, he you know, they left home because it was war torn. He went and buried his family uh, yes. back in. Um, sorry, I forget the name of the town now. They went and um, buried his family back where they'd fled from. Yeah. Um, and there, there's something else I wanted to comment okay, on. Okay, quick I, point? Uh, well, it's not really a quick point. It's okay. I'll call back another time then. All right. Thanks a lot, Kate. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. I want to get uh, quickly to JB in Ottawa. You're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. The uh, scientists have advised us about the Gaia principle. This is a living planet. It has to be cared for wisely. Mm-hmm. And you now have heard on the news eminent people like Bill Gates and his associates are now creating a fund to protect the environment. Now, the the the, the, the environment uh, the the tragedy of it is being shown now in China. If you leave it the 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 economy of China to op- continue to operate the way it is, it's going to be devastating. And now compare that to living in beautiful, let's say the Gatineau Hills. Okay, a great difference. One is the way a certain economy is run, and the other, uh, without proper understanding of the Gaia principle. China versus the wise way an economy is run. You you don't have to believe in the Gaia principle. I don't believe in an earth goddess, uh, JB, uh, to know that you need to run your world cleanly and efficiently and not pollute. And that's the principle that these guys like Suzuki are trying to present to you. But no, they're not because they don't live... The, their, their actions don't match their words, JB. If they actually believed what they said, that if we don't stop and reverse course now, that the earth will perish, then he wouldn't be flying across the country constantly. This man is forever on tour. He lives in Vancouver. He was in Ottawa yesterday. A couple of weeks ago, he was in uh, Oakville at Sheridan College. In between, he was on uh, at other tour places. He lives out of an airport. He spews more carbon in a week than most families do in a year. That is not really the point. See what? what he's doing, <laughs> well, yes, it is because he's telling us to. we have to change. No, we, we have to change, or we'll world. kill the planet. We live in a modern world of communications and transportation. Now, to to present his story to the largest number of people, he has to travel. That's the fact of the case. No, now, he doesn't. What we ha- yes, he does. His, his he foundation. Can't do it, he okay. can't do it in his uh, beautiful four homes. He's he, got to be he, out. He could do it by. Public. He could do it by, uh, teleconference, which is what he promised is, to do several years ago. That he would stop traveling so much, and that he would do teleconferences and send video messages because his carbon footprint was just too big, and now it's still huge. But the rest of us have to do with less, J.B. What counts is his message. <laughs> ah, not do, his actions, his message. We recognize the danger. If we continue going where we're going, we'll be past the tipping point. 
No warming since 98, JB. That's the United Nations Intergovernmental it, Panel on Climate Change. The, the warming is, is a, an illusion. It's a statement. The key is pollution, which is caused by modern fossil fuel dependence. Now, the wise men like Bill Gates, even our great new prime minister, uh, Justin Trudeau, are ge- showing us a leadership role. Uh-huh. Let's, let's try and protect the... What what they're doing, JB, and we got to go now, I, I got to check in on the, the business desk, but what they're doing is buying tulip bulbs. Do you get my protect, reference? They're trying to protect the future. It, it, it is the tulip bulb rush of centuries ago. Thanks it's, for calling in. It's a legacy for the future. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Lowell Green will be back shortly, but for now, you've got Belil in uh, for Lowell, and we'll be taking your calls until the top of the hour, then on to Lunch Bunch and, and other assorted fun. Right now, talking about David Suzuki and his push on climate change, Albert is calling from Thunder Bay. Albert, you're on the Low Green Show. Well, um, Brian, I was wondering, is there either a scientist or a scientific body that's done a ratio study as to uh, how much carbon is produced uh, by by what man does uh, as opposed to the the natural production of carbon like volcanoes and and other natural phenomenon that happen on the earth i don't know about that uh i do know that some including um people like my friend uh, tim ball who's an actual climatologist uh he he said that um he's looked at issues such as the sun that big giant thing that heats our planet and Mm -hmm. its impact he doesn't discount the idea completely i I don't believe i don't think he says carbon has zero impact but he says the sun has a greater impact oh i think i i agree with that so there's there's different um uh different uh theories out there and, and there's actual arguments from different people you know scientists were told they all agree 100 percent. no they don't this group of 700, last time there was a climate change uh, summit, 700 yeah. wrote a letter uh, on the uh, on the opposing side. Yep. Yep, I'm aware of that. Yeah, but don't worry, it's all consensus, Albert. But it, but as far as as far as you know, th- there's never been a study uh, d- doing a comparison of natural sources to to, to man activities, eh? Mm, I don't know. I don't. Okay, I'll I'll ask Tim. Thanks a lot. I'm going to have to search more on the Internet then. Well, I'm trying to get Tim Ball on this week so I can ask him about that. Thanks for the call, Albert. Okay. Janet in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Uh, Yes, I want to talk about all these carbon taxes again. I mean, I wonder, I think it's just going to create a lot of poverty. I mean, what is somebody like me supposed to do who rents? All of the people who rent. There's nothing you can do. The landlord controls um, all the um, the heating, and um, you pay some places pay electricity, but still, there's not much you can do to get it down. My ta- my 
pension already gets taxed back to $23,000, any more tax, and it really is going to be poverty. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and the other thing I'd like to mention is that I think all of this is going to work like foreign aid has worked. Foreign aid, which started in the 1960s, to my knowledge, was supposed to be for a few decades, our taxes going off to help people, uh, other countries to give them a leg up, to get out of poverty. And if that had worked, then there wouldn't be any poverty in those countries anymore. But it's worse. Those the people in the governments and uh, various But the people, people at the people at the top are rich, though, Janet. They've in been enriched country? by the, the, the countries that receive the foreign aid. Yes, they took the money. Yes. Which was supposed to go to the people the, to, to alleviate the problem. The man that just won the Nobel Prize in economics has studied foreign aid. I believe his name is Arthur Deaton, Denton, Scottish mm-hmm. economist, very critical of, of foreign aid for the reasons that you're mentioning. And I think that the carbon tax is going to work exactly the same way. It'll make A you poorer. And people are going the... to are, are gonna pull the money off and make themselves extremely rich and the rest of the world like me and various people like me in the Western world are going to be uh, taxed into poverty. Well, it's uh, it's the joy of the system. It's the change Canadians voted for, Janet. Well, I didn't vote for it. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Okay. We're, at, we're actually selling T-shirts that sell that at the Rebel. Don't blame me. I voted conservative. Very popular just after the election. Not sure now. Uh, Michael in Barhaven, last word to you. You're on the Lowell Green Show. Quick uh, quick point, sir. Hey, Brian. Yeah, I got, uh, JB earlier gave me an idea for new Sesame Street character, uh, Gaia Smiley. <laughs> He's the game show host. Instead of giving cookies to the Cookie Monster, he gives out credits for to pollute to China. And now Japan, apparently, I don't know if David Suzuki, Suzuki mentioned this yesterday, 43 new coal-fired plants to replace its uh, closed-down nuclear plants. Oh, man. I would have been giving out yesterday if I had I made it, but I, I had a life to live and a family to love. Uh, little black stickers, and anybody who has anything made in China, now Japan apparently, India, where they're still burning lots of coal, little stickers that say, courtesy of King Coal, all of these, these items. I have no problem with coal myself, and uh, I don't believe in carbon pollution, but if these people do, then then do away with all your items. You know, your shoes, probably made in China, your your uh, shirt, probably made in India or Bangladesh, your, your Japanese this, your Japanese that. All these things are coming to you courtesy of global climate change, which is supposedly going – It's glo- if it's global, then the world is going to come to an end if we keep burning coal. But all these countries are burning coal, and they're getting away with it. So They are? Well, they're getting- and, and they're some of Justin Trudeau's favorite countries. The one he admires most, China. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Because of their basic dictatorship allows them to go green. They're not green, but allows them to go green. Michael, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Uh, I'm Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. We're just about done now. I'm going to give you a taste of Suzuki on the way out. But first, remember, later today, I talked about his guys roughing me up. You, you want to see it? We'll have it on the Rebel later today. And uh, I'll have the whole video posted up. Make sure that you stop by to check that out. Or go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. Here's David Suzuki comparing the fight against climate change to... Pearl Harbor. We need to sustain the metaphor of a war because that's what it is. The urgency of the struggle is like a war. You see, when a war begins, as it did when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor in 1941, nobody said, oh my God, this will destroy the economy. We can't afford to fight back. 
There was only one choice. There was no choice. We had to fight and we had to win.